You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blissful Living Show. I'm Rochelle Marie Lawson, known as the queen of feeling fabulous. And today is a special day. Each day is special, but today is really special because I have a friend with me, and we're going to talk about joy and the recipe for joy. And you know, joy is almost like ecstasy. Actually, it is. I want to say it's almost like orgasmic ecstasy. So if you're ready to be joyful and step into that joyful place and learn how you can do that all the time, you want to stay tuned. And as I like to say, um, Take this time right now to find a place to sit because you don't want to take notes because my friend is going to give us lots of nuggets of gold. Um, So you definitely want to capture it. But of course, you could always listen to the show over and over again, but take some notes, find a place to sit. So get something to write with your favorite beverage. Tell the family you're going to take about 30 minutes for you so that you can be in this joyful state. Remember, it's like this orgasmic, blissful ecstasy feeling that you can learn how to have all the time. So while you're doing that, I'm going to take care of a little business. I want to thank our sponsors, the Blissful Living For You at blissfullivingforyou.com. A lot of great things are going on within their realm, and uh, they're actually doing some up-leveling. So if you go to the site and you see things just look a little discombobulated, know that they're just up-leveling the site and that things will be coming back much more beautiful. So check out Blissful Living For You. If you have any needs to elevate your wellness, wisdom, or wealth, or you feel that you want to balance them, or you're struggling in those areas, and you want to figure out your unique blueprint on how you can go from struggling to being fierce in those areas, go to Blissful Living, the number for the letter U.com. The next sponsor I want to thank is that fabulous telecommunications installation company located in the heart of Silicon Valley, All Day Cable Incorporated, 30 years strong, quality, on time, and um, sometimes over-delivered projects. And they have survived every economy since the 1990s, say 1989, so to speak. So you don't do that without being a great company, providing great services and giving quality to your customers. So if you have a need for telecommunications, installation, network distribution, voice data, fiber, wireless access points, any of that kind of stuff, then you want to check out All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. All right, so now are you ready to find out how you can have this recipe for joy that you can utilize and create in your life that leaves you with the feeling of feeling orgasmically in ecstasy and bliss? Oh, well, let me tell you about my guest. (laughs) My guest is this fabulous gentleman, and you're going to love the way he speaks and his tone. And I'm going to leave it at that, especially you ladies. Um, You're going to love it. First of all, 
I forgot to say, if you love this show, please subscribe and share it with everyone you love and care about. Now, let me tell you about my guest. His name is Andrew. And Andrew has spent his career building a deep understanding of people's values, attitudes, and behaviors in order to help business people make better decisions. Over the last few years, Andrew has used his, this knowledge and his research skills to deep dive into the art and science of joy. Woo! Andrew's journey in business has taught him many lessons about leadership, about the importance of purpose and people, as well as profits, and about the role, role joy can play in companies to elevate both personal and business success. Through his own struggle with depression, Andrew has learned the fundamental truth that without a strong love of, love of self and a sense of authentic belonging, one cannot hope to lead a joy-filled life. With these experiences and beliefs, Andrew is on a mission to use his passion and his skills to inspire and empower others to live a more joy-filled life. And there you have it, my guest, Andrew. Welcome to the show and thank you. Thank you, Rochelle. I don't know what to say. I'm sort of blushing a little bit. Maybe that's a sign of joy. Oh, I love it. See, I learned from our conversation um, that we had a while back. And, well, we had a couple of conversations and you do radiate joy. And not only it's be not only because you have that beautiful accent, which I'll let you tell where you're from with that beautiful accent. But um just looking at you and seeing your face, especially today, you do have this halo glow around your aura that we talked about. And I can see auras and yours is just beaming. It's beautiful. So um, I know you're living a, a life filled with joy. And I want to jump right in because I know you've done research about this. Mm. For our listeners, I just want to take it real basic, and they're probably going to think, why am I asking this question? It's real basic, but we're going to build the plateau of uh, joy as we have our conversation from this question. What truly is the definition of joy based on your experiences and your research? Well, first of all, Rochelle, I won't even answer that question. I'll go back to where am I from? And I'll let the guests, uh, the listeners know that I'm originally from England, but I spent most of my life in Finland, which has given me a little bit of a strange English accent. But um, I hope it's not too strange from your perspective. But back to it's joy. Beautiful. It's beautiful, Thank Andrew. You. My gosh, it's beautiful. It's the essence of you and what you bring to us, to the world. Thank you. Thank you. So, joy. I think we have to take it back to its essence and think about it as a state of being and not an emotion. Okay, so we very clearly try and distinguish between happiness, which we see as an emotion, and joy, which in our definition is a state of being, um, a higher state of being, a consciousness, um, so to speak. So, And it's highly personal. It's highly personal. I think that's part of the challenge with this is that there's not this one glove fits all solution that some people look for today. They look for a, a blue pill or a red pill or something that's going to be easy. 
And, and ultimately, joy can be easy if it's part of your natural path to be easy. But for many people on this planet, it's actually a little bit of a struggle to get there. You have some twists and turns on this path to get there for sure. And having this concept, this belief that joy is a state of being helps you navigate those ups and downs that you're going to feel during your life. You can't be happy all the time. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel all the emotions as long as you don't hold on to them for longer than you need to, which is one of the tricks of, of being joyful, loving all the emotions, but letting them go when they no longer serve you. So it's a very personal thing, but at the same time, our research tells us it's made up of the same building blocks, which yes. everybody can use. So we've identified four building blocks or what we call key ingredients of joy. And the first one is well-being. So without well-being, without a solid well-being, which is really love for self, there is no foundation for joy. And to go alongside that, the second key ingredient is belonging. It's very hard for 99.9% of people to live a joy-filled life on their own. Uh, maybe some monks somewhere in Tibet can achieve that, that aim. But for most humans, we, we desire this, this belonging, but it has to be authentic belonging. It has to be this genuine belief that I'm accepted for who I am. I don't need to change. I don't need to pretend to be anybody else. To so if you have that belonging and that well-being, that gives you the foundation upon which you can raise your joy to the next level by having a positive impact on others and on the planet. So whilst it's love for self, it's also love for others and love for the planet. And it's this sense of being able to give in order to receive that you get at that higher level. And the fourth ingredient, which we wrap all this up in, which is quite often forgotten by people, is to have fun. That sometimes life is taken too seriously and it, it shouldn't be. You know, we can do all of these things and at the same time enjoy it, um, have fun on our journey of a joy-filled life. I love it. I'm, as you can see, I'm taking notes. I am a student. I, I think if uh, I could get paid a really good salary. I just would stay in school because I love learning and I'm loving what you're sharing with us because um, I don't think a lot of people and even sometimes me back in the day, I never knew that joy was a state of being versus it being an emotion. Right. Mm. And the other thing was when I first started diving into the whole holistic realm of things, I thought that you had, I thought that if I found joy, I needed to be joyful all the time. You know, I, you know, it was not good to be angry because I'm, you mm -hmm. know, I'm fiery. So, you know, my whole dosha or uh, body type and Ayurveda dosha, I'm full of fire. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, I had to be in this state of, I want to say a falseness, so to speak, it's false identity when I was learning, all, uh, that's what I thought when I was learning all this stuff. Right. But as I've gotten more mature with it, I know that it's the ebb and flow of life, right? That um, 
is the part of we all go through. You can't always be happy. You can't always be sad. You can't always be orgasmically, you know, high up there, blissful. And you can't, you don't always need to be down in the dumps. But when you learn how to ebb and flow, the joy within you is what you're saying doesn't change. It's always there. It's how you live. It's how you are. It's just, we have to go through these other things to realize that the beauty is being in this state of joy, which is what I love, what you're sharing. So you broke it it's down. It's so simple on one level, right? It's so, everybody should go, oh yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Right? It's so fundamentally simple. But at the same time, we forget it in our rush to, to be productive or in our rush to perfection. Um, as you say, you know, we have this concept of joy as like some sort of high attainable thing and you struggle. And if you're not really there all the time, then you're a bad person or underachieving. And that's not it at all. You're not it at all. Joy stems from a concept of understanding that who you are today really is good enough, but that you have this opportunity through living a joy-filled life to get a little bit better every day. And, you know, that's the foundation where I think you have to start from. And today, many people, unfortunately, they get to a state where they try and help others before they help themselves. And that doesn't work, right? That doesn't work. It's an energy flow thing at the end of the day. And if you don't have this inner energy, this inner joyful energy, it's really, really hard to give that love and that energy to other people uh, without, you know, harming yourself. And so, you know, to build that joy on that foundation of a strong love of self, of whether that's, you know, of your emotional well-being, of your physical body, of your mental state, to indeed your spirituality, whichever level, that all those things have to be in a good balance for you to be able to elevate your joy level and help others. Um, Beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. And I, I want to ask you with regards to what the listeners might be thinking is, one, how do you go from the state of wherever they are right now to learning to incorporate the four building blocks, the key ingredients into their lives so that they can go from, I want to say, a not so joyful state of being or not joyful state of being to a joyful state of being, what would you say would be the first thing that you could share with them that would help them to Mm. start that journey to a better, better place? Yeah, I think the best place is the mirror. And the challenge with the mirror is you have to be honest with yourself with the mirror and to really ask yourself the questions, first of all, how well, do you think you're doing on these four pillars? How on these four key ingredients? Are you satisfied with where your well-being is today? Are you satisfied with your relationships? And those two are the first fundamental questions that you need to ask yourself. And the question related to that is, you know, if you feel that you're struggling a little bit with your well-being and whether that's you know your physical well-being or these other aspects which I mentioned the next really really difficult question is do you have the strength to work on that yourself and our research tells us that some people do 
And they can start from within. They can start from an internal journey of understanding how they need to develop, for example, their emotional intelligence or how they need to improve their fitness or how they need to learn new mental skills like setting boundaries, being creative, whatever those skills are, some people have the strength to do that analysis and do the work on their own. Whereas another set of people really don't have that ability. They don't have that mental strength to be able to actually walk that path on their own. So for them, belonging becomes the starting point, Mm. right? To say, okay, find your tribe, find people who you can resonate with, who resonate with you, who you can walk this journey together with and walk it together. It's so much easier when it's shared, especially for people who, you know, are doubting their own internal ability to do that. So that's really the starting points of those two, you know, sort of evaluate your belonging and your well-being and then decide whether you need to start with belonging in order to to have the strength to improve your your own well-being or whether you can start with well-being. And then once you're feeling a lot of love for yourself, go out and find your community after that. I I love that. And um, it pops up another question. So with regards to utilizing the first two ingredients as a, I want to say, jumping off point for you to engage into learning to be in the state of joy. Um, what about the third one, which is the positive impact on others in the planet? Mm-hmm. Now, I know the last one, having fun and taking life, you know, not so seriously is, you know, great, right? But the first three, I think, um, are really pivotal because I think once you start doing one of those first threes, you transcend down into learning to have more fun with life. But with regards to positive impact on Mm. others and the planet, what would you share to those that feel that that's where they want to start? And is that okay as well? The the research says it's not okay. Um, Unless you are already of a self-love and have a good community around you, that the research really says that you're taking a bit of a risk if you, you go out there and try and put all your energy into helping others without first having that solid foundation of self-love. Yeah, and that solid community who can support you when things get tough, right? Because on that journey of serving others, it's not always easy. You're going to come to times when you're going to have some doubts, um, some fears, some, some ponderings, and then the community, the love, the relationships come in to support you in that time. So I, I really would say that making sure you have those first two building blocks at a level where you feel yourself good enough, right? You don't have to be perfect at any of this, but you feel you can look in the mirror, you can give yourself a hug and say, I love Rochelle. You've got to get to that level of being able to do that. And then you've got to get to the level of saying, well, somewhere in my relationships, whether that's friends, whether that's family, you have this sense of belonging, you have this tribe that you belong to and only then would I recommend going down the path of saying cool how am I going to use my energy how am I going to use my joy to help others to make the world a better place wow 
I, wow. See, I told you guys you would love Andrew. I didn't say Andrew <laughs> first because I, didn't, I wanted to entice you. But I mean, really what he's sharing with us is really how we can. And I'm, I, I'm not being funny or putting pun when I'm saying about the orgasmic energy because it's just energy. Um, you know, you could call it joyful energy, blissful energy, but ex, energy of ecstasy. But that is truly, it's truly what, it's truly all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I said that Andrew was going to come and, and bring this and teach us how to do this, look, he's given us so much wisdom with regards to the building blocks that we can start with to have this orgasmic, joyful, blissful, ecstasy, fulfilling energy within us <laughs> all the time. And Andrew, I want to take it from us personally, each one to one of us individually out to our global community, out to our mm-hmm. world. Yeah. With regards to all the stuff that's been happening, you know, pre-pandemic and during the pandemic, and now as we're transitioning, what seems to be like maybe moving out of the pandemic, we got other mm-hmm. stuff happening. Um, with regards to this, all this stuff, but particularly what's going on right now, how important is it for us to focus on being in this joyful state, one. And if we all come together in a more joyful state, will that energy resonate out to the uni- to us globally and the universe as well? Oh, what a fantastic question, Rochelle. Thank you for asking. Um, I believe so. I believe that you know, this transition that we're going through, which in the middle of it seems really hard. You know, I speak with a lot of young people in particular, you know, who are, who are struggling emotionally um, and mentally through this challenge. They feel like they're in a sort of a, a, a boxing match, you know, where they keep getting knocked down. And just when they get up from something, the next crisis comes along. And if it's not the environment, then it's COVID. If it's not COVID, then it's the war in Ukraine. You know, there's there's this boom, 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 boom. I so say, how much more can I take? How, you know, can I, can I have the energy to deal with this? And it's, it's, it's tough, but the answer is a resounding yes. We all have this energy within us, I believe, that we all have at the base core this innate joyfulness that we were born with. And especially for the last 20 years or so, we've unfortunately lived in a world full of fear. The the media, the the mainstream government, social media, it's been a lot of fear. You know, since 9-11, there's been one crisis after the other, which has sort of created this energy of fear, which causes anxiety on the one hand, which can cause people either to pull out so they disengage from the world or it causes them to hate. And then neither of those are in a good place. And I see that we have this possibility to decide for ourselves how we interact with the world. And yes, we got to do it globally, but that means each person has to do it individually. And I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me but we can do it together. But if we do come together and we do manage to raise our energy, to look at things positively, to look at things through a lens of optimism, realistic optimism mainly, but to look at the the positives 
sign that we can, through this joyful energy, change the outcome of the world. We can change the path that we've been on into a path where people say no to hate. They say no to war. They say no to this this path we're on. And it takes courage to do that. Um, And that's why it takes, you know, as you say, a number of people that need to do that simultaneously. But I see that happening. I see more and more people moving in this direction of just not wanting to go backwards anymore, of not saying we need to go back, which was at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, a lot of people said, I wish things how they were before. But now most people are saying, no, no, I wish things are different moving forward. And a lot of that is around thinking of big concepts like think of collaboration and not competition. I think that's one of the key ones in personal life, but also in business. There's there's a shift happening. There's a shift where it's not about winning at the expense of others anymore. It's about winning together. There's more than enough. There's more than enough money. There's more than enough resources for everybody in the world if we just shared it in a better way than we do today. Oh my gosh. I love what you said. It's so true. And you know, you, the last statement that you made with in regards to just all that wisdom and just beauty was um, things have shifted from I to us. Um, It's not so much competition, but collaboration and the realization of um, there's, there's as much as you want for everybody, right? There's there's never not going to be where there's not enough. Um, and I, and, and the whole fear factor, you know, I, I never really thought about that with regards to when did this fear start? Because I was a kid in the sixties and seventies and we had Vietnam going on, you know, and then in the seventies we had Vietnam and our president, um, (laughs) you know, being, you know, saying he's not a crook, you know, I remember that, um, And it just seemed like we still had the chaos and stuff. We had fuel shortages. You know, I remember like my Mm. mom having to, uh, you know, go to get, could only get gas on Tuesdays and Fridays or something based on the life. I mean, it was, you know, high inflation, everything that we're seeing right now today. Mm. And, um, but for a period of time, nobody, you know, I I didn't think about that. Even growing up, I didn't think about that. But 9-11 was so pivotal. And I think, that because we were able to see it versus when I was growing up in Vietnam, we were hearing it. We only had four or five channels at that time, but we were hearing it on the radio if your parents had it on or something like that. But because we were able to see it and visualize it thousands and thousands and thousands of times, it has created a fear-based society. And we're tra- we've been tra- you know, going through that for the last 20 years. Or 22 years, but now with regards to everything that happened, it's happened because it's supposed to happen. Um, we're evolving into more a collective harm more. I, I feel even though there's a lot of work, I still feel that we're more harmonizing it and in learning to understand, may not agree, but understand with what you know other people have gone through or going through, or and can have some type of empathy for it. Mm. I think it's beautiful. And I also think that what you said with regards to 
just the emanating. If I start being joyful, you start being joyful. We're in, you know, you know, we're going to affect two or three other people. And it's a domino effect. Eventually that energy transcends into the people that need to be in a joyful state, hopefully, and can be open to receive it and things can change. But I know it's a progression and it's a beautiful. It it is. You know, if you're in the middle of it, you know, if you're in the middle of a war, if you're a child that's, you know, been told no, or it's, it's scary out there your whole life. Yeah. It's not about just switching on a dime and saying, you know, now my life's great. It's a question of realizing where you are today and finding the little bit of joy and that, and your power to start influencing what you can influence. I think that's super important of one of the, the key learnings that people who are joyful, they sort of have this innate understanding of what they can influence and they focus on that and they let everything else go. They let uh-huh. it slide. Whereas a lot of people, you know, they read the news and, and they get anxious and upset about things they've got absolutely no control over. Right. I would say it's the difference between people in an aeroplane that's going to crash who, you know, just sit back and say, well, see if I can get some reception to call my loved ones, um, <laughs> as opposed to those who, you know, panic and because and, and, there's nothing you can do in that situation. So it's pointless engendering energy on worrying, you know, just hug the person next to you. It's probably a much better thing to do at that point than... Oh, and panic. And it's the same in life, right? Don't doom scroll through all of these negative news stories that we're being hit with every day. Um, let them slide. You can read them, no problem reading them, but, but just let them slide. It doesn't mean you're not showing empathy, but you, it means that your empathy can be channeled then on a more personal level. You can actually think, well, what can I do? Okay, I can take my old clothes and, and go and donate those, or I can look in my bank account and give a little bit of money. So, you know, you're making a positive impact on the people being affected rather than just getting into this sense of anxiety and, and woe is us, and which doesn't really help. No, wow. Okay, I have one more question that I want to ask you go for it. on this, um, this, this beautiful journey with our conversation. And that question is because um, what we've seen and and I don't know about in Finland, but, you know, here, well, you probably guys have seen it, too. I'm not sure how much you've experienced, but people um, committing suicide due to depression from being Mm -hmm. isolated during this pandemic. Um, And my heart my heart always goes out to those people that have suffered from depression, that are suffering Mm -hmm. from depression, because it. It's not something that you can just say, okay, I'm going to be happy. And, you know, if you can't, you know, it's, it's way deeper than I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but as mm-hmm. a nurse, I've had to, you know, I've had patients that were suffering from depression and being that you've had an experience with that. What would you like to share with those listeners that may be suffering from depression themselves may have lost someone who's committed suicide due to depression mm. that you know was undiagnosed or unknown about um or that also have come in, that are coming through this journey um of being from depressed to a better state of being what would you like to say or share with these folks out there listening yeah thank you Rochelle and and likewise you know it, it is really hard um you know we've we did a webinar once called joy is a choice 
And and whilst it is a choice, you have to realise that for some people, it's an almost impossible choice. Mm. Um, they're just not there emotionally or mentally to be able to make that choice alone. So my first thing is to, you know, reach out. I mean, that has to be point number one. You are not alone. You are not the only person who has felt like you feel. There are lots of other people feeling like that. There are lots of other people that have felt like that and have moved forward from there. So this can be professional help and then, you know, sort of peer-to-peer help of groups where you can share experiences and walk this path together again is to me fundamental you know I went through a a long and lonely path um, of trying to deal with this and you know my hope obviously is that through this project that people can get inspired to you know move through this path more quickly to find their way upwards um, and whatever the, the clue for them is for that for me it was self-love that I realized and I was lucky enough to to be nudged or hit on the head as I like to say um, with this information that until I can authentically truly look in the mirror and say that I love you Andrew um, I'm not going to get anywhere with with this And that was sort of my aha moment. But I'm very aware that that's not the same for everybody. Everybody has their own dark space that they need to to bring into the light um, to talk about it. And whether that's, you know, could be guilt, could be shame, could be um, any of these dark things that you have inside of you that you really do need to bring out and towards the light in a safe place, in a place where you can talk openly about your experiences how you feel without judgment um psychological safety there so that's whether that's professional or just with a peer group it's going to help and then it's a it's finding your path to joy um there's not one path and for some people it might be starting with their physical side they might say well they look in the in the mirror and they look at their body and they think wow no i need to i need to make changes in my life to improve my physical state so I can build upon that and then work on my emotional state. Whereas for others, it's it's a different path where they might have to start with some emotional baggage clearing, so to speak, before they could even think about getting off the sofa. So, you know, again, it's understanding and seeking help to help you understand the path, but you have to walk that path. Um, And to me, it was a question of luckily finding a faith um that I'm not alone on this path as long as I move forward on this path with a with a sense of openness that everything's going to be okay right that was very much the faith side that I was lucky enough to get as part of my journey to to believe that there is a higher force um helping here and I don't have to suffer alone but again not everybody has that belief um so for them it's obviously a bit harder to to have that faith just in themselves and in which case that tribe becomes even more important to have a group of people you can rely on to help you 
and, um, and get a pet, get a dog. Um, oh, I was just going to ask. I was, I was just going to ask about what about an animal? Oh, uh, what about our furry friends? And you must have been in my head. <laughs> I was in your head, Rochelle. I tell you, when I was on my journey, I was fortunate enough, you know, I could, you know, go to different places around the world and experience things on this journey. And, and you know, what I found was people didn't gravitate me to me. Animals did. So, you know, before people started to notice my energy, the animals did, right? All the stray dogs, all the stray cats, I'd just be sitting there and all of a sudden there's a cat in my lap or a dog at my feet. Um, It was up a mountain or anywhere, you know, all of a sudden this animal would appear from nowhere and join me. And, you know, we would, would spend this moment together, which was so beautiful. So I think, you know, they have an amazing energy um these animals that we can bond with and definitely would recommend that if you have the possibility even if not to necessarily own but find somebody who does and then ask if you can come over and give the dog a cuddle um or let the cat sit in your lap and i think that's an amazing help on this journey oh my goodness i i thank you for sharing your story and your your wisdom with regards to that and of course getting the fur baby finishing up at the end just brings a smile to my face because mine is right outside the door. Unfortunately, I closed him out today because he mm. was you know, kind of talkative. But um, give me just a, a quick second and let me see if we can... Oh, <laughs> wow. Hello, you. Look at you. This is my baby. <laughs> He's an Australian shepherd named Beamer after the BMW I drive. (laughs) Wow. But that um, looks like a bundle of joy right there. Yes. Okay. Go sit down now. Um, but anyways, I had to share that. Sorry, listeners, we digressed a little bit, but as you can see, having Andrew here has just been a blessing to all of us. Um just have this big smile that's probably going to be painted on my face all day, which is a beautiful thing. Um, when I was growing up, my grandmother, she always had these words of wisdom, but she used to say, honey, two things. Always wear lipstick when you get older, because then you all your face always looks made up. And always smile, because it makes people wonder what you've been up to. <laughs> Love it. And I've heard Love that, it. you know, grow, growing up. So um, thank you, Andrew, for sharing. Um, your passion, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and just your pure, true essence of being in a state of joy. You emanate all of that. And I know the listeners have felt it. I feel it. Like I said, this smile is going to be painted on my face all day. Um, People are going to be wondering what I've been up to. Um, But it's okay because I don't care because I want to be in this state of joy and just enjoy it to the fullest. So thank you. Thank you so much. You are a blessing to the world. And I'm so glad that we were connected and we're brought together. It's always divine. Thank you for being in my life. And then I want to thank the listeners for you guys being here week after week for the last 11 years and putting up with all my antics and and just having fun and embracing it. Thank you so much. And again, if you like the show, please subscribe to it and share it with everyone you love and care about. Andrew's information will be on the show's page. Um, So you will definitely get the heads up when his show is going to air. So if you love what you heard 
or saw us as we're doing this live, uh, well, recorded, um, please, please subscribe. And, and Andrew's website and everything will be there so you can connect with him. And then to our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. Um, go check them out. They're, they really have uh, some really good things. And you can get maybe direct access to Andrew and learn more about how you can work with Andrew if that's something you want to do. And check out All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com, our other sponsor. And as always, my fabulous listeners, I love you all. Thank you for being here. I'm the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And until next time, I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, tranquility to your spirit, and joy as your state of being. Remember that joy as your state of being can be your at orgasmic, blissful, ecstasy, vibing energy. Now take that and smile for the rest of the day. Goodbye for now, everybody. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.